All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. All 32 teams in action today, and the Oilers are going for their first seven-game heater of the season. Let's get into it with the lead. Giddy up, big day of hockey on Easter weekend as we move into the final six days of the regular season and every team in the NHL is playing tonight. The first time in NHL history that 32 teams are in action. We'll get set for Oilers and Sharks with puck drop just over two hours away. Two hours away, according to the NHL. Who knows if it'll actually drop at around 2.05. Uh, but our guy Rusty is in on the Oilers Nation YouTube with the first comment. Huge day of hockey, but only one thing matters. Let's get this W, Oilers. Hockeyboy97 says, let's go Oilers. Sergeant Battles in says, going to be a big dub today. B Stark says, big day today, boys. Let's go. Yes, everyone is nice and fired up as the Oilers are looking to win seven in a row for the first time this season and I was just quickly looking they didn't even have a seven game heater last year at any point their longest streak last year I believe was five sorry it was six and it came uh, towards the end of the season so it has been a minute since the Edmonton Oilers have won seven consecutive hockey games I think you might have to go back to like 2017 if we're being honest I'm not sure what the exact date is on the Oilers last seven game heater but they got a chance to do it tonight second time this year They've already won eight or six games in a row. And last time their streak was snapped on home ice 
with a loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime. So Edmonton looking for a seventh win in a row, and they got a pretty good shot to do it. This San Jose team is wildly below average. They are not that good. Uh, we can take a look at the side-by-side here. The Oilers outscore them by more than a goal per game on average. The Oilers do a better job keeping pucks out of their net. They have a better points percentage. Their power play, electric, their penalty kill, eh, not that good. Penalty kill is not good for the Oilers. Penalty kill for the Sharks is actually not that bad. Uh, but the, the numbers I want to point out here, and these ones are on the season as a whole, but since March 1st, the Oilers have an 861 points percentage as a team. Second in the NHL is Vegas at 789. That is quite the significant gap for the Oilers. And the Oilers power play this month, 35.1% since March 1st, I should say, not this month. That is almost 4% clear of second in the NHL. San Jose's power play in that span is down at 21st in the NHL at 18.8%. The Oilers' PK has actually moved into the top half of the league in the last month and eight days. They are 13th in the league. Sharks, though, right behind them, 0.1 of a percent behind them in 14th in the NHL. San Jose had like a weird little run where they started to actually play some decent hockey. They won three games in a row, uh, but since then, they've kind of got back to their losing ways. They dropped back-to-back games to the Colorado Avalanche and lost 6-2 in their last one. Since March 1st, they are 4-9-4. and that's 4-13 and 13 straight up. So a great, great opportunity here for the Oilers to win seven in a row. You are all buzzing in the chat. Vince says, Eric Carlson going for 100 points scares me a bit. I mean, sure, but I think we can pull up the game recap from last time these two teams went head-to-head. Eric Carlson had a really good game. He scored twice, and guess what? The Edmonton Oilers still won the hockey game. So Eric Carlson alone doesn't scare me. When you look at this Sharks team, they don't have a lot going well for them offensively. James Reimer was very good the last time these two teams met. It probably should have ended in regulation if it wasn't for Reimer. Remember, Dreisaitl had that look with like a minute left, minute and a half left on the power play where he fired it from the bottom of the circle and Reimer just like randomly reached across and somehow stopped it. Um, Reimer was good in the last game between these two, but the Oilers were easily the better hockey club. Remember that was also, as you saw on that board, uh, the big Matias Ekholm game where he scored two goals and was absolutely electric for the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton's beaten San Jose twice. They're going to play him again in the final game of the regular season next Thursday. Uh, so a couple of head-to-heads here. Good chance for the Oilers to keep building up the confidence as they roll through the season here. Uh, checking back in on the YouTube, you're all wondering where Jay and Liam are. Neither of them are doing the show today, um, but Liam at least did uh, all the graphics you see on the show today. That was all Liam. So he did contribute a little bit, um, but no Liam, no Jay. So it's just me and you. If you got any questions, throw them into the chat. We'll do a little Q&A since it's just us hanging out today. Uh, Ryan Kennedy asks if Skinner is in net. Nothing confirmed, but based on the fact that Jack Campbell got the last start, I would assume they're going back to Stuart Skinner in this hockey game. No reason to really think otherwise. Uh, Rusty says, go Avs, go Stars, go Kraken, because it would be funny if Seattle caught LA for the third spot. I agree with that. It'd be great to see the LA Kings slip down into a wild card spot, but that also might mean the Oilers jump Vegas and end up playing them regardless in round one, them being the LA Kings. Uh, if we take a look at the standings here and how things line up, again, there were no games last night in the NHL, so this is what we're looking at. Edmonton, three points back of Vegas. LA, three points back of Edmonton. So if Edmonton just wins their two games against San Jose, 
forget what'll happen against the Colorado Avalanche, they're in. They'll lock up home ice in round one, which is nice. Like I said yesterday, I don't buy that it's a huge competitive advantage to have home ice advantage in round one of the playoffs. The Oilers were 500 at home, 500 on the road last year in the postseason. But it would be cool to have the Oilers open the playoffs at home again. They lost game one in both the series, in all three of the series last year. So you can read into that. Maybe you don't want them to have home ice advantage in round one. Um, but still, it's always good to kind of start the series at home and kind of go from there. So uh, before we keep going along on the show, should talk a little bit about what's in store comes to our AMA travel out of town scoreboard because like I said there are a lot of games tonight and a lot of games that impact or could impact the Edmonton Oilers the Colorado Avalanche are in LA if Edmonton wins and LA loses in regulation even if they yeah even if it's not in regulation actually if LA loses in any fashion to Colorado and Edmonton wins home ice advantage is officially clinched If Vegas wins against Dallas and Edmonton were to lose, then first place in the division is officially out of reach. If you flip those results and Edmonton win and a Vegas loss, Edmonton is suddenly within one point of the Vegas Golden Knights for not just the top spot in the division, but the top spot in the conference as well, which is another reason why you may want to pay attention to that Colorado LA game. The Kraken are taking on the Blackhawks. If the Kraken win and the Kings lose, all of a sudden Seattle's only two points back of the LA Kings. They would, in that scenario, hold the tiebreaker if they win their game in regulation, and they'd have a game in hand. The point I'm making here, there's a lot up for grabs today. This is a big, big Saturday in the NHL. Nashville's also playing Winnipeg. That one's big because if Nashville wins that game in regulation, they're not only going to leapfrog the Winnipeg Jets, but they'll have a game in hand. So there'll be a point up with that, or a game in hand on the Flames, and there'll be a point up on the Jets. It probably all sounds very confusing when I just ramble it out off the top of my head. Uh, But the point is, there's a lot going on today in the NHL. Plenty of reasons to just sit down on the couch. You got a second TV. Wheel out the second TV and watch a lot of sports. The Masters is still going on. Only one Canadian made the cut. And that would be Mackenzie Hughes, who's three over, two over today. Not good for Mac Hughes. Not good. He just double bogeyed the last hole. I am watching the Masters off to the side here. Um, But... Big sports day. Tyler Mulet, go Preds and Stars. Yes, 100%. Uh, I think that's who you're rooting for. You want that chance at top spot in the division. So you're uh, you're rooting for Vegas to lose. You're rooting for the Stars to win as well. Uh, Tyler Mulek talking about who he'd start. He says he'd go Skinner, Skinner, then Campbell in the last game of the regular season. I agree with that. I go Stu tonight. Yeah, Stu against Colorado. And then go back to soup on uh, on the last day of the regular season against San Jose. A lot of people wondering if maybe the Oilers would look to sit a few players. Maybe some rest coming in down the stretch here. I don't think we're at that point yet just because there still is a lot to play for in terms of the seating. You want to lock up home ice. I would say that we maybe get some rest. At least in my opinion, I could see them resting, guys. Let's say Edmonton wins tonight. LA or today, LA loses. Okay, so now you've locked up home ice. You're guaranteed second or better. If Vegas also wins and all of a sudden you're three back with two games to go, like as soon as you're locked into second place, maybe we see someone take the last game or two off in the regular season. But I would add Jay Woodcroft was on with Bob McCowan uh, earlier in the week on his podcast and said, unless someone's banged up, 
He doesn't foresee any rest coming for his players. So no load management to use uh, the basketball term. And I kind of agree with it just because their season's going to end on a Thursday. The regular season in the NHL ends on a Friday. And we're not expecting the playoffs to start for the Oilers until either Monday or Tuesday, which means Friday, Saturday, Sunday are all off. You don't have to travel. You end your season in Edmonton and you're going to be staying in Edmonton in all likelihood. So no travel day. Three full days to rest. I don't think you'd want a lot of players and your big guns going, what, six, seven days or six days in between games, potentially. You're getting the three, four off. If you were, not, were to not start till Tuesday, right, because if the playoffs start Monday, you could be that second rotation of games on the Tuesday. If you sit someone on Thursday as well, you're building up almost a full week of time off. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Oilers are going to be resting anyone unless they absolutely need to. Uh, Tyler Mulek says that sweater in the back is, quote, tough. Where is that from? I need that. Uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. They're both cool as hell. And they're both from the Sports Closet. Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. You can find them online, sportscloset.ca. Tyler Mulek, I know you're from Edmonton. You can head to Kingsway Mall or St. Albert Mall or Sherwood Park Mall and find this hoodie in person. So there you go. Shout out to Sports Closet. We're coming live from the Sports Closet studio. And we have news on uh, the projected lines and pairings for this hockey game tonight. RNH, McDavid, and Hyman is your expected top line. This courtesy of our friend Bob Stoffer. Dreisaitl with Kane and Yamamoto on line two. Bukestad with Yanmark and Clean the Dream Costin on line three. That line, very, very good. Last game out against the Anaheim Ducks. Big reason why they were able to get the two points. Uh, and Devin Shore, Derek Ryan, and Warren Fogle. Ryan McLeod skated as the extra forward in that hockey game or in that practice, geez. And he's not expected to draw in because he's been placed on LTIR. That LTIR move allowed them to bring up Jason Demers, who, as you can see uh, at the bottom there, is the seventh defenseman tonight. He is expected to play. It'll be career game number 700 for Jason Demers back with the team he played the bulk of those games with, which is the San Jose Sharks. So the Oilers doing a nice thing. For, uh, the veteran Jason Demers, who's been a real good soldier for them in the American Hockey League this year. They're expected to run 11-7 and with Devin Shore out of the lineup. Skinner was in the starter's crease yesterday. Expect Stuart Skinner to get the start tonight, or today, I should say, against the San Jose Sharks. The other side of our Sherwood Ford lineup report, because it is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day here on the show. Tomash Hurdle will center the top line with Jacob Peterson and Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc, point per game in his last five. The second line is Logan Couture with Noah Gregor and Thomas Bordalo. Noah Gregor had a hat trick a couple of nights ago as well. Couture has eight points in his last 10 games. Nico Sturm with Fabian Zetterland and Evgeny Svechnikov. And the fourth line is Steven Lorenz and Adam Raska. Jacob McDonald is listed there. They might be going 11 and 7. Expect them to have the same lineup that they had last game. Uh, so the D pairings are Velasic with Carlson, Mario Ferraro with our former friend Matt Benning local boy, and then Henry Thrun with Radim Simic. That bottom four is not that good. Um, if they go 11-7, and seven, I mean, the play for Jay Woodcroft is just get one of McDavid or Dreisaitl away from Carlson and Vlasic, and you're going to be good. But let's be honest, are you even worried about the Vlasic-Carlson pairing? Probably not, because Vlasic's old and doesn't skate that well anymore, and Eric Carlson doesn't really care about defense. If you remember the last time these two teams met, Aaron, I don't know if we have the clip of uh, the Darnell Nurse OT winner from that one, but Eric Carlson was not very interested in playing defense, and that was in overtime at a big point of the game. That guy cares about getting to 100 points. Let's take a look back. 
There you go. Eric Carlson. Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm kind of good. I'm good. Did he even take a stride from the blue line in? Maybe one. If he would have skated hard, he would have had time to pivot and probably play Darnell Nurse straight up. And he didn't. That resulted in an Oilers OT win. Like, look at this. There is not a hard stride anywhere in there from Eric Carlson. Not even a whack at Darnell Nurse's stick either. It's just kind of like, ah, ah, Ryan will probably stop this. And he didn't. Brutal. Matias Ekholm would never. Huh? Not having Liam here to laugh at my jokes is uh, it's quite the buzzkill. Tyler Mulek says Benning was a good player. Yeah, I agree. I like Matt Benning. A real nice kind of third-pairing D-man, but he's playing top four minutes now in San Jose. So he, he adds that's not a good lineup. No, it is uh, not a good lineup at all. Vince says he was at the sports closet in Shored Park today. Hell yeah. Riley says, after the All-Star break, the team kind of went cold. I think the guys respond better to regular play. I'm with you 100%. That's why I wouldn't be sitting with them or sitting them. Like, again, I think you could go and cut down their minutes, play McDavid and Dreisaitl 14, 15 minutes. Maybe you give a bunch of ice time to some other guys. If Ryan McLeod's potentially back in the lineup, give him a ton of minutes and try to get him back up to speed before the postseason. But there's no reason for uh, for full-on rest where you're like healthy scratching guys and stuff. They also don't really have enough guys on their roster to even do it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So... Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Call up a bunch of pieces for the last game and like the cap space will still be an issue at that point. I just don't really see that happening. Uh, So that's your lineup for our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giants. Since it is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day, let's get into my keys to victory for tonight. Brought to you by Sherwood Ford and their fantastic service department. Find out more, SherwoodFord.ca. The link is in the description of today's episode. The key to victory was inspired by this tweet. By Jack Michaels. The Oilers haven't lost in regulation since Christmas. Christmas. The snow's melting. The Oilers haven't lost since Christmas in regulation when their goaltender delivers a 900 save percentage in the game or better. That is very good. And it goes to show the giant key to victory tonight is for Stuart Skinner to just have a 900 or better save percentage. 
and the Oilers will win. It's as simple as that. The San Jose Sharks bleed goals against and they bleed chances as well. They've been outshot in four of their last five and allowed 25 plus shots on goal at five on five alone in four of those five games on the season. The Sharks give up a lot of offense since March 1st. They've had an even tougher time keeping pucks out of their net. They give up on average 4.41 goals against per game. The Oilers are scoring 4.44 goals per game. It's pretty much a lock that the Oilers are going to find the back of the net four times in this hockey game. And they're not going to give up 48 shots to the Sharks. So if Stuart Skinner just plays at a 900 or better level, the Oilers are going to walk out of this game with a victory, increase their winning streak to seven for the first time this season, first time in a long time. And we're all going to have a great Saturday. It's as simple as that. That's your short for giant key to victory is Stuart Skinner. Just be 900 or better. Everything in front of you will take care of itself. Not to put too much pressure on the goalie. You know, the team's got to play good in front of them. Limit the breakaways, limit the high danger chances. They did not do a very good job of that the last time they played the San Jose Sharks. But the Oilers will score at least four tonight. And that should be against this Sharks team enough to beat them. Don't have any defensive meltdowns. I mean, I think I think it was Gregor who said on his radio show the other day that this four-game stretch is a franchise record for lowest amount of goals given up in a four-game stretch because they've given up two. Unbelievable. Defensively, they've been better. Goaltending's been way better. No reason to think the Oilers can't win this game. 5-1, 6-1, 6 nothing. Like, this just shouldn't be close. It should not be close at all. And I mean, knock on wood, the Oilers, I, I don't even think we need to knock on the wood. The Oilers have been good against bad teams this year. And I know that's kind of a thing where Oilers fans are like, oh, they are. This year, that hasn't been the case. They're like 15-4-1 against bad teams. And again, we trust Liam to tell us who the bad teams are on this show. But that's what he said. And we trust him, even though he's not here today. So I don't know. I'm not super worried about this game. I don't think anyone should be as well. Uh, Ryan Kennedy has a couple of keys to game to the game. Number one, he says saves. Number two, don't shoot at Reimer's chest. It's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, Rusty says, I love that this team is chasing records. It makes everything so exciting. McDavid chasing 150. Drysaddle chasing the power play goal record at 34. The entire power play chasing the best power play in NHL history. And uh, yeah, they are chasing the best power play in NHL history. The league only started counting this back in the 70s, I believe. I'm, I'm just pulling up the confirmation on that. It was, well, maybe it was a little bit before the 70s. I thought it was always the 70s. What was it? 1960s. No, no, yeah, no stats from the 60s. So from 1970 onwards, the Edmonton Oilers power play ranks first at 32.6%. Second best is the Montreal Canadiens in 77-78, who are 31.9%. So the Oilers are 0.7% up when it comes to the best power play of all time. You don't think they're not trying? They know. Again, they might say in the scrums and all that, oh, we're not worried about it, blah, 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 blah. They're thinking about it. They're fully aware they have a chance to be the best power play in NHL history. And again, San Jose's PK has at least been average, but they haven't had to play the Edmonton Oilers. There's not one penalty kill in the NHL that this Oilers team should look at and be like, ooh, boy, they might shut us down tonight because no one can. Best power play in NHL history is within reach for the Edmonton Oilers. All they need to do is keep scoring on one in every three opportunities from now till the end of the year. And as I said, through the month of March, they've been a little bit better than that. 35.1% since March 1st with the man advantage. 
Tyler Mulek, does Connor get to 65? He is sitting at 62 right now. I'm betting on him to score a goal tonight. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later, courtesy of our friends at Betway. Uh, but he's been held out of the goal column in back-to-back games. Only two goals in his last five games. Only. Only two goals in his last five games. Uh, McDavid's at 62. He's at 148 points on the season. I think he's getting a 150. I think he's getting a goal and an assist at least in this hockey game. So we'll have Connor at 150 to celebrate. Maybe we'll get Connor to 65 goals. Maybe he's watching Leon Dreisettle pop home these hat tricks and is like, ah, damn, I want to get in on the fun. Uh, But Leon Dreisettle, yes, he's three away from tying Tim Kerr for the most power play goals in a season. Frank Saravalli has a great story up at dailyfaceoff.com about that if you want to check out a little bit more. Colin Morikawa just missed a birdie shot for any of uh, for any of you watching that care in the slightest about the Masters. I can't believe how much or how easy Brooks Kepka is making this course look. Seems like it's going to come down to Kepka and Rombo tomorrow to decide this thing. I'm probably rooting for uh for Rom in that scenario just cuz I don't want to root for any of the live guys. If you watched uh, Full Swing 2, Brooks Kepka was in no way likable either. So it's pretty easy to root against that guy, I would say. Yeah, Rom's 11 under, but he's off the green on the par three. Anyways, none of you uh, or a lot of you probably don't care about golf all that much. Uh, Tyson says, why not make it a five-point night or even six? Yeah, I mean, why not for Connor McDavid? Also, something to watch. So Connor McDavid has the most productive season this century since 2000. This is the most points anyone's gotten. Second is Kucherov at 128. Well, Drysaddle's at 123. So that means Leon Drysaddle six points away from having the second most productive season this century behind only his line mate, his teammate, Connor McDavid. So there's that to watch as well. Yeah, producer Aaron had uh, Brooks Kepka 40 to 1 to win this thing. The rain is really coming down. I wonder if they're going to be able to keep this going. Anyways, I'm very distracted by the Masters on, uh, on, off to the side here. Uh, Ravina says, Ravina Barrar says, I would love to see Nuge get to 40, four goals in three games. It's doable. Yeah, I mean, it totally is. This guy has had a five-point game recently. He's had a handful of two-point game or two-goal games already this season. In fact, he's had one, two, three, six of them. So once every 12 games, he gets a two-point game. He's probably due for one here. Why not? Why can't Nuge get a two-point game? Hasn't had one since Arizona back on March 22nd. So he might be getting due. For a two-point performance. Sergeant Battle says Nuge four-point night. Sure. Tyson says if anyone can do nine points in a game in this current era, it's McDavid. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I was hoping he would go and get like the 160 mark and do something crazy like that. I was hoping he'd get to 70 goals this year, and I kind of thought he would for a bit. But he uh, he's slowed down a bit in terms of his goal-scoring pace as of late. In his last 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, he's got five. I mean, we've seen him score 10 goals in a five-goal span at one point this season, right? So his goal scoring has slowed down a hair. He's only scoring at a 40-goal pace right now over his last 10 games. So pick it up a little bit. Uh, Craig says someone's going to win on the million-dollar score and win, which Euler gets at five goals. I would love to see them just go insane tonight. It is a road game, though, so I don't know. The vibes sometimes aren't that good in San Jose. The camera angle is always wonky and it's always dark as shit in there. The vibes in terms of watching this game on TV are not going to be great tonight, today. Two o'clock puck drop, matinee, all that stuff. It's a little weird, but the Oilers have six wins in a row. They've been a really good road team so far this season. 25-11-3. That's damn good. That is really good. Where do they rank on the road this season? 
I got no one to bounce these ideas off of. So it's basically just me sitting here for the entire show. Uh, but the Oilers on the road this season, I've picked up 53 points on the year and I have the seventh best points percentage on the roads. They've been a top 10 road team lead the NHL in goals scored on the road as well. And they're about league average in goals against their power play on the road this year, 33.6%. So a hair better, I think, than it is on home ice this year. They've been a good road team. Another thing I actually looked up before the show started um, was just how good the Oilers have been in the first period on the road. They have outscored their opposition 42 to 31 in the first period on the road. And when they score first, they're 15-2-1. So if you want a little mini key to victory this afternoon for the Edmonton Oilers, score first on the road. Pretty much been an auto win when they've done that so far this season. So 15-2-1 when they score first on the road and they have outscored their opponents by 11 goals on the year as a whole. Maybe you do a little same game parlay. Maybe you mix in. Oilers to win the first. Oilers to cover the puck line. Connor McDavid to score. I bet you that comes in like a nice clean plus 200. So why not? Why not? Uh, five straight games where the Oilers have outshot their opponents as well. Five straight games where they've been above 25 shots on goal at 5v5. So, I mean, you don't need me to tell you this team is absolutely trending in the right direction. Uh, if you got any questions before we wrap up the show, feel free to drop them in the Oilers Nation YouTube. Hit the like button as well. Tyson just said 218 watching, 36 likes get those likes up yes if you're watching hammer the like button if you haven't subscribed to the account yet do that as well we got a lot of fun stuff coming down the chute here in the playoffs tyson says i don't think mcdavid was even trying to score as many goals as possible once he got to 60 he slowed down hasn't been shooting as much yeah just looking through his game logs in that span he has a game with zero against vegas a couple games of just two or three he did have four shots on goal last game but his minutes were down last game as well he only played 1836 against the Ducks and 1809 against the Ducks the game before that. So you can tell, like, again, Woodcroft's not going to sit anyone, I don't think. And I mean, his quote the other day with McCowan leads you to believe that. But in the games against uh, in the games against Anaheim, he's taken his foot off the gas a little bit, almost over four less minutes in those games against the Ducks compared to the one game against the L.A. Kings, seven less shifts. When you compare his last two as well, uh, five eight seven legend Kane Revenge Hattie. He wasn't good last time out against the San Jose Sharks, but maybe he can dial her in. And actually, that ties in nicely to our betting segment with Betway. Game day big bets challenge brought to you by Betway nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Here's what we got. The other two aren't here, so I will explain their picks the best as I can. I'm going with a McDavid goal and a McDavid assist. Plus 100, not a good payout. It's actually insane that this is what books are offering for a McDavid goal and assist, something that specific. Not even over one and a half points. That's even worse. That's like minus 160, minus 170. You can't touch it. But McDavid goal and a McDavid assist, even money, boom. I'm in the lead, so why not? Just little layups, right? Liam's going with Oilers money line and dry settle two plus points. He bets this more than anyone in the world. Plus 125 could get him back in the mix to maybe pass Jay in this challenge, but he's not playing up at the top with me. So it's all good. Whatever Liam wants to do, he can do it. Jay is scared that he won't hit another bet for the rest of the year. He's determined that the only way he's going to catch me in this challenge is by betting insane shit like this. Kane Hattrick at 29 to one. If Jay was here, he'd probably tell you, look, Evander Kane's due. He scores on average a hat trick every 
nine and a half for eight and a half games as an Edmonton Oiler. And it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, nine, nine games since his last Hattie. So, you know, maybe Kane's due for a hat trick. I'm just not buying it. This could all come back to blow up in my face if he does it. But Jay's chasing the juice of the Kane hat trick. I'm taking the layup and McDavid goal and an assist at plus 100. And Liam is somewhere in the middle there. Oilers money line drives that two plus points. <clears throat> Excuse me while I take a drink of my water. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still fighting something. So it's a little bit tough for me to talk for this long. Stephen Ben says today, big Eck. That being Matthias Ekholm will prove to everyone why he's better than Carlson. I would argue he did that the last time these two teams met. And even though it's not his thing, he popped home two goals because he saw Carlson do it. He said, yeah, I can do that too. Uh, Craig says, Tyler, do you think the Oilers drafting Medicine Hat Oasis Wiseblatt in the second round of the summer is realistic? Yeah, I mean, maybe. He seems like a guy who's in that range. The Oilers like taking Western Canadian forwards it's or WHL forwards, guys from the AJ, right? All the way Yamamoto, Reed Schaefer seems to be where their scouts are kind of focused when it comes to drafting forwards. So yeah, I could see them taking Wiseblatt. Why not? That family's got a really interesting story as well. Uh, Rusty says, how about McDavid? Two goals, two assists for four points. Yeah, I mean, sure, Rusty. Why not? Ryan's predicting Vinny to get his first goal of the year. Hell yeah. Frank Cam says, Oilers, Devils in the cup. Thoughts? I don't think the Devils got that kind of juice. I don't trust their goaltending enough to get them there. Like, Vanacek's fine, I guess. But they have to play some really damn good, really good teams. Like, they got the Rangers in round one. I know the Rangers have been a little up and down. That team's just so deep, though. I like the Rangers a lot. I'll be betting if they're dogs against the Devils in that first round series, I'll be betting heavy on the Rangers to win that thing. If you made me pick now, we'll probably do like a bracket challenge on the on the show when we get uh, closer to the playoffs. So probably like seven days from now or next Friday show. Next Friday show, once we know all the matchups, we'll do a bracket challenge. I would have the Rangers beating New Jersey. I'd have Toronto beating Tampa. And then I want to see who the wildcard teams are. Boston seems like a lock to go on, though. Carolina, I don't know about. I don't know if I'm sold on that, uh, on that Carolina team. Someone's going to get Florida. Matt Kachuk is playing unbelievable hockey right now. I don't know. I think one of those wildcard teams, just because they've been playing so desperate for so long, that could be something in the playoffs. Like Boston and Carolina haven't had pressure on them really all season. Carolina's almost gone wire to wire as the top team in that division. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a good playoffs out East. A lot of you guys, Oilers Bruins. Yeah. Ravina says Edmonton, Carolina. Frank says Carolina's too young. I don't think they're too young. I don't think their goaltending will stay healthy. No Svechnikov. I think they'll have trouble scoring. The playoffs aren't, aren't really what they used to, what, what they used to be. I, I feel like in the past, it was always like, oh, low-scoring hockey games, grind it out in the playoffs. But now they start, they, they call penalties. Power plays have a big impact on games. Teams score a lot in the playoffs. Like, again, the Oilers buck that trend of you can only be a good defensive team and win the Stanley Cup. They scored a ton last year, and they weren't that good defensively in the playoffs. They were fine. They weren't brutal but they weren't elite by any means. And they went all the way to the conference finals. So again, I don't think Carolina has the ability to outscore uh, to outscore the opposition consistently enough. Yash says Oilers lightning. I think the lightning are running out of juice. If we're being honest, if I'm being honest with you, 
You can even see they're four, six, and oh in their last 10, under 500. They are not exactly playing their best hockey right now. Uh, Tyson, is Hyman going to have at least one more goal called back before the season's done? I hope not. He scored three in his last five, though. Hyman's been playing some pretty good hockey as of late. Maybe you like him to find a gold night. Oilers minus 130 on the puck line tonight. Not a great payout. I think I might be going after that. I think I might be throwing a decent little chunk there. Oilers going for seven straight. They're just playing so damn good, and the Sharks have just not been playing really that good. I said, back-to-back losses for them, 4-3 to the Avs and then 6-2 to the Avs. They did beat the Coyotes, the Golden Knights, and the Jets before that, um, but then it was a long losing streak. Like, yeah, they'd lost like seven or eight in a row before that. I don't know. The Sharks seems not that good. They don't have a lot to play for. It's one of their last home games, though, and they are going with James Reimer between the pipes tonight. Uh, his last four starts, three goals on 26 shots, 41 save shutout, then allowed seven on 21 shots against the Canucks and then allowed five on 52 against the Oilers. So he's been a little up and down. He's beatable. And the Sharks seem, like I said, they bleed scoring chances like crazy, like crazy. All right, let's move towards the wrap here for Oilers Nation Every Day. Coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Sherwood Ford and their fantastic mobile service department. They got the mobile service truck. They have 51 service bays at the dealership. Everything you need. There's plenty of reasons why you should be choosing Sherwood Ford as your next dealership. Check them out, SherwoodFord.ca. Also got to give some love before we go to our friends at Star Mechanical, one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the last 20 years. You can find more info online at StarMechanical.ca. If you need 24-7 emergency service, 780-481-8800. 73 shout out to betway 19 plus please play responsibly yes jason demur is getting his well-deserved 700th game today in san jose that is a great storyline oilers going for the best power play of all time that is a great storyline connor mcdavid going for 150 points boom great storyline leon drysaddle going for the second best season of this century that is a great storyline as well plenty to watch today between the oilers and sharks we are about an hour and a half exactly away from puck drop down in San Jose. We'll be back on Monday to have our three big things and get set for the final week of the regular season. Enjoy the hockey game. Enjoy the great sports weekend. We'll chat with you on Monday. 